Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, Attorney Savania DeBarros. Hi, this is Savania DeBarros, Protective Athletes, and I have Tiffany Kelly on the line today. Hi, Tiffany. Hello, how are you? Good. I'm so glad that you agreed to come on the podcast to talk a little bit about you and your new venture. It's no, so- of course. Yeah. So before we jump into it, just tell our uh, listeners a little bit about who Tiffany is and how you got into data analytics. Yeah. So I'm Tiffany Kelly. Um, I got into sports data science, data analytics. Um, Super early on when I was um, within high school, I knew I wanted to kind of go into sports. I just didn't know in what capacity. And I mean, a lot of the times when I was growing up, if you wanted to work in sports as a woman, they kind of kind of push you towards either being an anchor or a host or um, doing marketing. And so um, those are the jobs that I actually didn't want to do. Like I was curious and learning more about just the other roles within sports. And so my first internship was with the New Orleans Hornets at the time. And I was hanging out with the stats guys and it was all white men and everyone respected them and they knew everybody in the arena. So I just kind of just literally that night was like, Oh, this is what I want to do with my life. (laughs) So then you come in and you disrupt the whole status quo. <laughs> Here's this young, but actually, woman, right? <laughs> was like, um, hi, I am here. Wait yeah, exactly. And also, as like a 17 year old, I mean, noticing that no one looked like me, and everyone in the arena knew who these guys were, was just really fascinating. And so, I was just like, hmm, what? Like statistics, like it was like they were basically holding the golden ticket. So like every timeout, every quarter, every halftime, they would run statistics to the head coach, which was Monty Williams at the time, to the front office, which was president, general manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of like, wow, okay, these guys have the golden ticket, like this sheet of paper with all of these advanced analytics and um, predicting the next outcome of the game and, um, how the players are performing and who's going to have an injury soon. Like just things like that were just so fascinating that I'm just like, wow, I definitely am really intrigued by what you guys are doing. But also from the fact of me not me not being naive and understanding that I'm a female, I'm also a black female, um, it's going to be really hard for me to get into the industry. I would rather do a job that is quantitative where you can't discriminate against me because my numbers are just like your numbers, right? Like the white guy next to me. So it it kind of puts everything on this even playing field, like super, super cold to remove that bias. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what I was just really noticing and, and, and looking at. And that's kind of why I jumped into the, into the industry and into the career. That's awesome. Um, And, you know, I was literally just having a conversation with someone about social justice and especially how it relates to sports. And when you start trickling over to the African-American woman, we represent 
like a very small percentage um, of the entire, yeah, like very, very small, like minuscule yeah. um, of individuals who are in administration or in analytics, you know, in areas of sports where it really does matter. Um, and we have a lot of athletes, um, especially in basketball, football, um, who predominantly make up black and brown. Yeah. Um, but we're not represented at the top levels. Um, Which is wild and frustrating yeah. and annoying. And also one of the reasons why I feel like I just like dipped out and quit ESPN to build a company that is still in the space, but Correct. also, I mean, building a company that is made up of extremely diverse people like that, like that's extremely important to me. And I feel like if you don't go through those experiences or at least empathize a little bit, if you aren't black or brown, then, mm-hmm. um, then you won't understand it. And I think, yeah, some of the best companies are the most diverse companies. Right. And, and I think that you definitely have to make sure that you're implementing, um, diversity and not diversity in a box, because I feel like there's some people or some companies who have diversity in a box just to say, Hey, we, we checked that, but yeah. not truly implementing a full, well-rounded, holistic, diversified company that will um, treat its employees right. Or if we are talking about sports, treating its athletes right and giving them the services that they need to be successful outside of the field court pool, whatever it is. So right. tell us a little bit about um, your company because you have something phenomenal that's going on right now. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So Cure Story Um, is the easiest way to get started just creating videos, right? And so um, it wasn't like I was having user interviews with professional athletes and student athletes. And obviously student athletes are obsessed with kind of monetizing their own content, name, image, and likeness once that comes through. Mm -hmm. But even pro athletes too, like a lot of them are starting to understand just the value in audience development and doing your own content when you look at players like julian edelman of the patriots that was drafted seventh round and like he just fully focused on social media and that just immediately kind of catapulted him into the forefront of front office minds and um increased his salary like things like that athletes are paying attention to it more um but a lot of them don't have time. Like they um, are just trying to figure out how to do it. And so when I was having a a user interview with an MLS player, he mentioned anchor, which was acquired by Spotify. Easiest way to make a podcast, like record, edit, find a sponsor, distribute all a hundred percent free in a streamlined flow. So that doesn't exist for video. And so that's what we're doing. We're just starting with athletes, student athletes um, to where we can send them rentals, which is like all video equipment that you need, like a light ring, stuff like that. Um, You edit through our services. We've matched you with a sponsor um, and all of that is free. We just take a cut on the sponsorship side. Right. Yeah. And the only, the only other option is to really just post to YouTube and like pray that you reach monetization and, YouTube is such a hard game to play because 70% of the 2 billion monthly visits skip ads on YouTube. And that's the only way that you get paid. 
Um, so it's a game of if you don't have a million subscribers and you're not really going to see anything substantial. Um, and as an athlete and as a student athlete, when you don't have time and you know that people are going to be watching this content, you want to at least have some type of guarantee that there's going to be monetization. So, um, that's kind of, we just take care of that entire flow, that entire process. Now that's really awesome. Um, because you guys do provide, you provide a very, uh, fast route in a sense to finding a way to profit from your name, especially for student athletes. And now we're, we're getting into the name image likeness legislation. Um, Florida now, of course, their rules are effective. They were became effective July 1st of this year, 2020. Um, mm-hmm. And then some of the other, there were only two other states that have legislation, um, California and yeah. Colorado, but they're not effective yet. So when will your platform be ready to go? Um, is it available now for student athletes who now can, can benefit in Florida mm-hmm. or are you waiting yeah, so in the next couple of weeks, we're just queuing our product right now and just finishing up and tying up those loose ends. We'll be done, honestly, in the next week. Hopefully, my hope I'm pushing for launch in August, and we have brands like lined up that we're announcing soon. Um, so, yeah, like if student athletes, really, actually, a really good point. Student athletes in Florida that can monetize now, like I'm all for it um, and reaching out to them. We have a CRM of every D1 student athlete and also every pro athlete. So it's just finding which ones are going to make sense for launch. Because what we try to do is make sure that the videos that they want to create, there's also brands that there's context and they want to sponsor those. For example, like if they're making videos about mental health or wellness, then brands like calm headspace talk space like there has to be this matchmaking and and context to the video that would make sense yeah so based on the brands that we have just ready to go and just like waiting we need to make sure that the athletes that we onboard that they're typically making content that is in the wheelhouse of what a brand would want to sponsor but yeah I mean we'll be ready very soon and Florida student athletes can definitely can definitely get in on it. And I'm super curious though, is Florida student athletes, like they can monetize cause it's cause of the legislation that was just passed, but does the NCAA, like, does that, I'm, I'm just as curious about it cause there would definitely be a conflict, but honestly, I, and, and coming from a legal perspective, if the state says you can do it, um, the NCAA you can do it. governmental body. So <laughs> That's so interesting, which is also one of the reasons why I think the legislation that they're going to come out with in January is going to happen because literally if it didn't, they would, every single state is going to have their own legislation and it's just going to be like, like the NCAA has to keep track of every single state and it's not under one unified like Umbrella. ruling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting for sure. And um, I'm, I'm wondering if the NCAA will create a, a totally separate set of rules for NIL, or if they will look at the three states who have already passed legislation um, for NIL for some guidance on what they're going to do. I know that they right. have everything for, um, 
guidance from Congress, but there's a lot of backlash from that because, you know, some people are saying that you don't really need guidance from from Congress. You know, this isn't an antitrust situation. You just need to make it possible for athletes to monetize their own name, image, and likeness and not be basically greedy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, which is what's been happening <laughs> for forever. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so I know that you have been so successful in raising capital oh. um, for Cure's Story. Is there still room for people to um, to give to your cause and to invest? Um, like, what's what's happening with that? Yeah, so our crowdfunding, our equity crowdfunding campaign actually closed last night. We closed at 157000 plus. Um, which is crazy to say this was like our first pre-seed raise because um, typically if you do an accelerator or um, an incubator and they give you capital, you're only getting at max 120,000 at the earliest stage. So it was awesome that we were able to get above that. Um, I will say we have collected checks offline from angels that are above 25,000. So if anyone like is interested in and in kind of being an angel investor and investing upwards that totally cool. But if not, then just going to have to wait till our next crowdfunding raise, which will probably be at the beginning of next year. So the beginning of 2021. Okay. And that's, that's when you can invest as little as like a hundred dollars. Like that's um, which is what majority of my network wants to do. So that's going to be, the beginning of 2021. Okay. And then um, I know you said that the platform was ready for professional athletes um, to monetize from their name. Does that include professional athletes who are former, like formerly played um, playing athletes? So our CRM, I think is right now current professional athletes. Um, we do have a couple athletes that were overseas, um, depending on if they might be free agents right now or not. But majority of the CRM that we have is current current pro athletes. All right. <laughs> but I'm totally we're totally open to former too because there are some former pro athletes that have really good followings and yeah. um, they're because they're former they are focusing more of their time on content creation. So I would say if they're not in our CRM and we're not doing the actual outbound, Mm -hmm. then once our new website gets up in the next few weeks, just literally sign up for that. And we'll, we look at all of those. Okay. Sounds good. Now where are, well, where is a cure story on social media? Um, Like how can people stay in contact with you all and see what's happening? Yeah, so on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, it's just Kira Story. Um, on Twitter, it's Kira Story US, I think. We're ramping up our social media also in the next couple of weeks once we, because we're going through a rebranding period right now. Like the name's going to stay the same. We'll have similar colors, but just kind of refining mm-hmm. um, our brand. So that'll get kind of kicked up in the next couple of weeks. Um, but we have the accounts already. So can totally follow on those platforms. Um, our website as well, curastory.co. Um, if anyone is a video creator or brand or wants to um, be included in launch, 
sign up. Like I said, we look at all of those um, signups and applications. So yeah, that's what I would say if you are interested in getting and getting started. Okay. And you also have some individual services, um, correct? <laughs> Am I wrong about that, that you provide to people? Um, for and um, individual for what? Um, individual services for speaking. Oh yeah, totally. And, like data science. If you need data science consulting or speaking gigs, totally, totally open. I typically do. I'm actually doing a virtual conference for women in data science. That's being put on by Nike next week. Right. Um, so if you're interested in that, Google it and just sign up. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in me speaking, totally just go to my website, tiffanykelly.co. Um, and we can, we can chat. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for kind of shooting the breeze with me today. And um, of course. I'm forward to staying connected with you. And I am so excited about Cure Story and I just cannot wait to see how it takes off, especially with this name, Image and Likeness. <laughs> I know. I'm super excited, too. I think once they're able to come into the mix, they'll they'll use so many different platforms like us. They'll use Anchor Podcasting. They'll use Cameo. They'll use – there's one platform called Yoke Gaming, which is literally just people pay you so they can play video games with you as an athlete. So there's so many different ways that they can monetize, which I think is going to be – extremely just like awesome and just what they decide to do so yeah i'm also excited as well yeah this is gonna be awesome well thank you so much and uh, we will talk with you soon thank you bye bye Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at sldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something. Thank you.